talking comics and everything comic related on just drawn that way with dustin b now let the invasion begin and welcome to the second episode of just drawn that way i am dustin b and uh welcome back for all you new listeners i'm uh here to talk about comics art and the general the general comic scene um, last week we talked about Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel. In case you missed it, the podcast is up on cjtr.ca. Um, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Movies this week uh, that uh, there's been a couple of interesting movie releases. We've got Teen Titans versus the Justice League, as well as I'm sure as everyone is shocked, uh, Captain America: Civil War. Both are fantastic movies and a lot of fun to watch. I've only heard the reviews of Civil War so far, but I there's been nothing but positive things said about that. I have watched uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, and I got to say it's definitely a uh, fun trip back to the past. I was a big fan of the old cartoon uh, way back in the I believe it was uh, the run had finished in the late 90s, and it's they definitely kept pretty true to the source material. Um, so, for those of you who are just tuning in, what I uh, usually like to do is I will talk about a comic. I've also posted up some images on my Twitter. Uh, the feed is at just drawn that way. Um, feel free to uh, load it up. Uh, the very first link is to the Instagram with the review for this week. We're going to talk about Batgirl. Um, we're. It's going to be from the new Fifty Two arc. It's definitely a bit of a radical change from how a lot of the uh, Batgirl and Bat Family stuff has been portrayed. But uh, for those of you who are a uh, who are new to the scene, it's definitely a great jumping in point. And for those of you who may have uh, dismissed it just because it is a little uh, brighter and shinier than what you may be used to, I would really say give it an honest second chance. Just. Uh, Trust me on that. So, first things first is we're going to do a little audio break with Alpha Riff and Superhero Swag. Well, anyone who is interested can head to the Twitter and load up those images.
welcome back. And for those of you just tuning in, that was Alpha Riff with Superhero Swag. Now, if you enjoyed that type of music, feel free to tune back in at 8 o'clock on 91.3 FM CJTR for the Nerdcore Cabaret. Tell them Dustin sent you. So, now, back to what we were talking about. Uh, this week, again, we're going with Batgirl. Um, there have been two major characters who have held the title of Batgirl. Originally, it was Bet- originally we have Batgirl beginning at ni- in 1961. Uh, it was briefly Betty Kane. However, she was quickly replaced by Barbara Gordon in 1967, who came later to be identified as the iconic Batgirl. She was the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon. She debuted in Detectives Comics number 359, titled The Million Dollar Debut of Batgirl. This was written by Gardner Fox and artist Carmine Infantino. Try saying that one five times fast. Mostly found in Gotham City, uh, she was usually an ally of Batman and the original Robin Dick Grayson. Also, she has uh, had a run with other popular DC heroes, primarily the Birds of Prey. Um, her, she's definitely portrayed as one of the smarter members of the Bat family and uh, definitely a little bit uh, different than the wealthy playboy persona of Bruce Wayne. She actually was a librarian and... Through her entire history, she has been portrayed as a bit of a genius. She has been connected to the women's liberation movement and holds a doctoral degree and a career as a librarian. Um, interestingly enough, in an IGN poll, she was actually ranked number 17th in the top 100 comic book heroes by IGN in 2011. The other well-known Batgirl who does deserve an honorable mention here is going to be Cassandra Kane. She's the only Batgirl of color. Academic studies and, yes, academic studies of comics surprisingly do exist, mostly focus on her minority status as a woman and person of color. One of the most prominent Asian characters in American comics, of course. This is uh, subjective, as are many well-portrayed, well, uh, drawn, and written Asian characters who actually are on the superhero scene nowadays. Um, but let's go back to Barbara Gordon again. She has appeared regularly since her debut, especially since she joined the 1967 TV show. Yvonne Craig was the actress who portrayed her, in case uh, any of you are curious about that. In Batman the Animated Series, Batman, Brave and the Bold, and the 1997 Batman and Robin movie, she was portrayed by Alicia Silverstone there. Eventually, unfortunately, Barbara Gordon ended up being sidelined, but... Uh, some dedicated artists and writers brought her back as Oracle, the brains behind the Birds of Prey. Um, this happened due to the Killing Joke, written by Alan Moore. It's a rather subjective book, but yeah. most for the most part, uh, comic junkies like myself regard it as a pretty interesting novel. Um, she has been brought back in her Batgirl persona with the New 52. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, issues number 35 to 40. You can find this as a trade paperback, or you can go online to comicsology.com and pick up the digital version. That's uh, an easier way of getting it in case you can't get your hands on the trader back issues. So, let's start with the art, shall we? So, for the most part, this book is very bright and lively. Colors from her costume are found all through the comic, and it definitely gives a very warm, energetic feeling to it. The purple, yellow, gold, and oranges can uh, definitely seem to make up the majority of uh, the background, as well as many character designs. It's warm and lively, very bouncy. Even her red hair is drawn, is, or is colored, is very bright, even when she's in costume. From the very beginning, it first feels like a love letter to Craig's TV shows with the yellows and greens. 
Um, the first big news any of us actually got about this was the costume redesign. It's a little more modest. It's a bit more awesome and uh, kept the colors, but it made it more utilitarian. It's not meant to be the spandex uh, appearance. This is actually because Tar or Babs Tar, the artist of this particular uh, series, felt that a redesign would actually be something that she'd enjoy drawing more. And uh, you know what? From uh, my point of view, I say she did a fantastic job of it. This also does touch on the heroine's outfits being a little bit more eye candy than useful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure not too many people out there can actually go fighting crime in high heels. I know that uh, boots alone I actually trip up more than once, so hey, it works. Um, the other interesting thing is the cosplayers were super excited by this particular redesign, and I actually think there were a couple of cosplayers who actually had costumes ready before even the book came out, so hey, good on them. So, through this entire comic, ba or Barbara Gordon is portrayed as very smart, uh, able to recall events, very analytical thinking skills, definitely a bit of a nod to her mentor, the original Batman. However, she is portrayed as an evolving character. The in another interesting thing is uh, Babs Tar has drawn her in multiple outfits through the entire series. Something a lot of old comics actually rarely had if you kept an eye on it is many heroes would usually have a civilian out one or two civilian outfits and then uh, their superhero outfit. Gets a little boring and if you're paying attention it uh, can can get caught pretty easy. Um, another interesting thing is the how she portrays her, uh, kind of a nod to anime as well. You get to see a little bit of uh, correlation between that with the bright colors, especially some of the designs, and even one of the baddies she fights in this actually are, are ripped directly from a cartoon that she watched when she was younger. Um, we also get to see Babs Tar take a swing at some of the old superheroine outfits as well, just with uh, Barbara's general portrayal, and her thoughts on some of the older costumes. You can Definitely see that throughout the book, especially when she well, mentions it. Um, the entire this one thing I did find uh, nice though is this entire series contrasts to how some superheroes, especially from the Bat family, couldn't be portrayed as happy. The entire series had to be grim lines, grim colors, very angsty. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But hey, it changes every change every once in a while is a good thing. Batgirl's portrayal in the New 52 with uh, Tara Cameron and Fletcher is definitely artistically and thematically different from her predecessors. She's much brighter than Batman. Burnside also feels different than how Gotham gets portrayed. It's more lively. It's more brighter. There's definitely a lot more activity going on if you just check out the art. Um, she's also a more visible hero, never really using the shadows the way the big bad bat does. She's more detailed in costume. You almost always see her face, her expressions. There's just so much more going on as opposed to Batman's uh, traditional grim glare. And that's about all he's got. Um, not feeling as threatening as Batman fight, though. That's the one thing that you can always see. It's, it has a little bit more of a lighthearted feel, which goes towards with who they're probably writing this one for. She's portrayed as more of a symbol of hope, while Batman is a symbol of fear. The first volume plays with the idea of fame, eventually tarnishing the hero persona out of Batgirl. This is most noticeably affected with color. You get to see how when she starts to really get wrapped up in her own fame, the colors start to fade, and generally it looks like it's all slowing down until uh, Dina the Black Canary calls her out, mentioning how Batman would actually take the approach that uh, Barbara has played with this.
at that point, Batgirl's mostly in the shadows. She's blocked out, and even she seems to realize that something may not be right with that. Eventually, you get to see what happens when the city turns on her because of her own actions. The lively, happy colors tend to go cold, too, leaving leaving her feeling alone. She's no longer the pure hero. She messed up. Now, most of the heroes at this point can either choose to hang up the cape and cowl or learn from her actions. She decides to take uh, the learning from her actions route. She wants to become the hero the city deserves. The colors return with new with with the new dawn and her training with uh, the Black Canary to get back to her roots. And so I'm sure there's a training montage joke to be made here. She's now optimistic too, despite the trauma of the original. While the original Batman dwells, there's also a nice nod here to the killing joke with the imposter Batgirl. So, while we take a little bit of breather, I'm going to throw on some Adam Warrock, purple and yellow. There's a, it's, uh, his, depict, his, uh, nod to the new 52 Batgirl as well, and it's definitely showing. Be back after the break, and, uh, for those of you tuning in, uh, you're listening to 91.3 FM CJTR. Just a shadow of the darkness trying to make class on time. Boom, power slam. Like a bad girl. 
right, we are back. So, on the last little bit of the show, we're going to talk about the story. So, with the new 52 version, um, this did get passed from Gail Simone, and if you are interested in this particular uh, story, feel free to give her as a read. This is just a better one. To, I feel that this would be a better one for new readers to jump in on. There was also the launching of Black Canary, uh, Dina, alongside this. However, she does... Uh, Definitely, uh, Batgirl and uh, Black Canary do have some uh, baggage to work out in this relationship. It keeps pretty true to the source material. We hear about her past, including the really haunting scene with the wheelchair. She definitely wasn't very happy, and this actually does play out through the story as well. Um, just for any of those who are missing this, the comic was this time around is Teen and Up this time. Besides the fact that Stuart and Babs Tar- Tars art is a joy to look at, it's a great title that harkens back to any number of great comics that do what they do best. Show what it means to be a young person of exceptional, at times, ostracizing and frustrating circumstances. But we do eventually get to see Batgirl rise above this and start out a really solid series. So, from this particular story, we're going to talk about who, uh, Batgirl is, as well as Barbara Gordon, and kind of bring bring the new viewers in on this. She is an early 20s college student. Um, she has been established as a superhero, and she's pretty comfortable in that. The interesting thing is that Batgirl, was, Batgirl is a no-powers here, which means that she's been portrayed with uh, intelligence tools and martial arts training to bring down uh, her enemies. There is some interesting kind of flashbacks to her past, especially with her father, Jim Gordon. You get to see those play out as well. It definitely gives a little bit more of a rounded read of the character. Um, this comic, particular comic starts with her moving to Burnside to having physical distance, interfering with her relationship with her best friend. That was created by Gail Simone. Again, I really believe that you, if you enjoy this, please give that a read. This, uh, this particular story deals with contemporary things that people in their teens and 20s would be familiar with. The idea of selfies, digital identity, social media addiction is definitely portrayed as an overarching theme for this first trade paperback. This superhero whose team, whose team is almost all non-superheroes, um, she definitely does uh, struggle with letting others in on her secrets. Having a life is important to her, come on. Outside the costume, of course, Kamala is most bright and powerful when she's a heroine. Babs, on the other hand, is bright regardless. Um, she is not portrayed like Bruce Wayne, who is just a persona so Batman can do his thing. She takes the spotlight while Batman prefers the shadows. We do get to see Barbara screw things up every once in a while and deal with the consequences of her action. We get to see she is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, even with her computer brain and recall intellect. In fact, she's actually her own worst enemy in this first trade. Villains are appropriate for a superhero who isn't a big name. She's local in a smaller city. No bigger name villains are on the grid as of yet, more portrayed on her level, especially when it comes to the idea of digital identity. We get to see the first baddie is uh, the theme of revenge and data, revenge data images, black book, uh, two villains that are mimicking a cartoon she watched when she was younger, the Jawbreakers. We do get to see a rather, let's just go with squicky take on a artist who is the imitation Batgirl. I, there was some blowback on that particular one, and I'll let you guys uh, find those out for yourself. Eventually, this does lead up to a baddie that forces her to confront her past, Oracle, even a little bit of a nod to the killing joke. You just can't, it proves that unless she accepts her past, she just can't get away from these things. 
and speaking of the killing joke, I'm going to give a quick little rundown on that. It uh, did create a history of fridging char- women in fridge, basically the idea of taking a well-written female character out of the comic by having her meter end to the villain as a simple motivator for the protagonist to go after the bad guy. It Back in the day, it was a solid way of doing things. However, with changing times, changing readership. This is now just seen as lazy writing. There is This is also with a reference to the vulnerable piece of art in the art show based on the imposter Batgirl of Barbara in the wheelchair. Out of all the pieces of art that are a little bit more grim in this particular show, or this particular trade, I really do like that one particular panel. It's so It's so well done. Also has her discussion of being in the wheelchair, but it's not made too overt. It's more of an acceptance that this did happen in the history. You can choose to move past it, or you can choose to get stuck on it. Uh, We do get to see Barbara eventually choosing to move on. This also does give a note to the new animated film from Bruce Tim. that's going to be a take on this, with more of a focus on Batgirl as a central character, more than a plot device. So... That is the new 52 first trade of Batgirl. I'm hoping you guys enjoyed this. This is the official second show of Just Drawn This Way. There are more on the way. And, of course, if you guys have any concerns, thoughts, feedback, what you would like to see on the show, feel free to drop me a message at Just Drawn Radio on Twitter. Well, I guess now that we're talking about digital media and social social uh, media connections, there's one for me. So next week, we are going to have Alan Dotson in from Valuable Comics, a Regina-based comic collective. We're going to talk about his what he does out there. He's also got an event in the works that I'm hoping uh, I can drive up a little bit more of an interest for him to get some new people in. So that's the end for me today. This, again, was 91.3 FM CJTR. This was Just Drawn That Way. I'm Dustin B., and have yourself a great night, guys. Now, the 91.3 FM CJTR Business Billboard, featuring supporters and partners of Regina Community Radio. The Warehouse District is a unique neighborhood thriving with one-of-a-kind locally-owned shopping experiences that showcase the history and heritage of the buildings that house them. As the sun goes down, it comes alive at the many nightclubs, pubs, microbrewers, and live entertainment venues. Over 550 businesses welcome you to Regina's historic warehouse district, the soul of the city. Are you looking for a great way to promote your business? Hi, Sean McNall here from TG Marketing. We can put your logo on just about anything, including clothing, flash drives, tote bags. The list is endless. Call us today at 586-7100 or come and browse our showroom at 1046 Winnipeg Street. And don't forget to check out our website, tgmarketing.ca. The 91.3 FM CJTR Business Billboard. CJTR encourages you to support the businesses that support Regina Community Radio. Rock Entertainment presents Los Lobos, Friday, October 7th at the Conexus Arts Center. From their neighborhood in East L.A. to the stage at the Grammy Awards, Los Lobos have been wowing their fans with their rollicking performances for over three decades. Don't miss one of the most freewheeling and exciting live shows of the year. Los Lobos at the Conexus Arts Center, October 7th. 
Tickets are on sale now and available at ConnectionStartCenter.ca, The Rebellion Brewing Company, and X-Ray Records. 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our programming is made possible by community-minded businesses like the McKenzie Art Gallery and by listeners like you. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not necessarily shared by Radius Communications Incorporated, operators of 91.3 FM CJTR. reports from 2015 and more. This meeting is now in session. Uh, so, are we going to start a meeting here? Yeah, let's, let's, start, a, let's start a meeting. I'm going to take attendance first. Uh, first up we have uh, John Kennedy. Uh, you are... John Kennedy? No. And Wait, hold sorry, hold There's on, not sorry, even I'm, a single P in that. Um sorry, I was look sorry, my mistake. Uh Paul DeShane. Yeah, that's me. Oh, okay. That's that was weird. I could, I looked up my other notes and anyway, sorry. Uh, also we have um John Kennedy. Um uh, no. No, 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 I, no I've never seen a John Kennedy on the Okay, cuz I think the oh, roles before. Wait, hold on. Sorry again. Uh I Maybe I'm squinting. It says here Aiden Morgan. For oh, moment. yeah, that's you. Okay, because for a moment I could swear it said John Kennedy. And we also have... Um, who are you? Uh, I'm Jared. Jared Clark, remember? Your intern? No, what? you don't. That doesn't that's ring a bell. Little... Come on, guys. We had an intern? Like, I was we your intern. Intern. Oh, my God. That would be, like... be cool. Oh, oh I can't believe I'm going to do this. <sighs> it's... Ugh. It's me, Sherrit. Sherrit? Oh, Sherrit. Oh, oh, my God. I can't. We were wondering, seriously? <laughs> wow. Okay. And I think, and not only not only do we have Sherrit Clark, our, our intern, I think we have uh, quorum now. We do. Wow. Yeah. It's so, great that you so, came. So we have quorum today. Yeah. So this meeting will actually mean something. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll have to like make lots of big decisions today. <laughs> so why did you come back? Well, to be honest, I, I can't find my... Bike, and I was just wondering if it was behind the oh, boiler or something. Maybe you know we we there was a bike here, and we had to like disassemble it for parts. Seriously? Yeah. 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 I've only been gone for like what four weeks. It, those parts fetch a lot on the black market. They oh, really do. Yeah. 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 Enough enough for us to like like keep with like you know, like noodles for the next like few months. So since we've already done the attendance list, do I have to stay for the whole meeting? Yeah, I think. Well, the doors oh lock automatically. Yeah. So yeah, the time locks don't oh, don't open for another hour. Or so. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. 
Okay, so what's on our agenda? Well, um, well, first up, uh, you remember a few weeks ago we were talking to uh, Colette Parks, Parks um, and Rec from, Parks and Rec, yes. from Roller Derby. Yes, I remember. I, I think her name was John Kennedy, though. No, no. Oh, no, okay. I'm pretty sure it isn't. I don't not, know why I keep thinking these things. No, okay. sorry. Uh, well, anyways, she was uh, she invited us to you know come out for the season opener for Roller Derby, for Pile of Bones Roller Derby mm-hmm. here in town. And I actually went to it, and I have the uh, some of the intro to Roller Derby that we can listen to oh, here. Oh, let's hear that. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, to sort of set the mood for today's uh, meeting of the QCIB. All right, let's meet the girls in green, the sassy lassies. Kicking it off for them, number 502, Acid Rain. Ooh! 